Hello and welcome to episode 1 of Battlefield Next. My name is Major J.J. Wellemeyer. Before we get started with this episode, just some housekeeping. First, the views expressed on the podcast are those of the participants and do not necessarily represent those of the Judge Advocate General's Legal Center and School, the Army, the Department of Defense, or any other agency of the U.S. government. On today's podcast, we have an interview with General Joseph Votel. General Votel is recently retired from the United States Army after a 39-year career. The last position he held was as the commander of U.S. Central Command from March 2016 to March 2019. For more information on his numerous command positions, please take a look at the show notes. I had the opportunity to sit down with General Votel during my visit to the University of Pennsylvania Law School last month. General Votel served as the keynote speaker at the Ethical Challenges in the Development of New Weaponry Symposium, hosted by the Center for Ethics and the Rule of Law. Drawing on his personal experiences on the battlefield, General Votel discussed the ethical and moral implications of the evolving nature of warfare, and how technological innovations have changed how we fight and how our adversaries do so as well. During the interview, I asked him questions about his keynote address, professional development, leadership, and the qualities that make an effective judge advocate. During your remarks earlier today, you talked about the impact that technology can have on operations and strategies. Specifically, you said it can impact towards the application of military ethics to the law of armed conflict. And my question is, what can a JAG officer do to maybe lessen that learning curve going forward, given what you said? Yeah, I think the most important thing and uh, the most successful JAG officers that I've seen have been ones that have been integrated into the planning and operations of the organizations in which they're serving. And uh, it's not enough for them to stay in the office and just provide legal opinions. They have to get out and look at what the force is doing, what the unit is doing, and try to understand that. Try to understand the problems they're trying to overcome and looking at how they're applying technology to um technology to approach those things. So the, the, the more you can get out and get an appreciation of that, the more uh, more valuable you're going to be in providing good advice to your commander and helping uh, organizations overcome, uh, you know, the, the, the potential pitfalls of new technology and, and the ethical employment of it. One of the things um, <clears throat> that we grasp with as JAG officers is gaining the trust of our commanders when we first get on the ground. What are some some practices that judge advocates can use to maybe gain the, the commander's trust early so that they can be more effective going forward? Well, I think, uh, I think one of the, you know, obviously one of the key things, this kind of goes back to the last question there, is being, um, being integrated into the staff and in the organization and, uh, and being, a, being, a, being seen as a valued part of the planning processes that organizations go through. Um, you know, the most successful JAGs that I've seen have been have been officers that have been able to get in and provide advice early in the process and and be viewed as uh, as value-added by the staff or by the subordinate organizations, being focused on uh, trying to help them get to yes, if you if you will, in terms of things we're doing, uh, but but also being very clear and direct in, in the advice that they're that they're giving. So I think that's the first thing you do is kind of build trust within the organization be and be a valuable team member. That's most important. And then I think is is uh, is you know look how you develop a develop a relationship with your commander so you have some time to talk to him or her about the challenges that uh, that you're seeing out there and 
uh, again, uh, the, the most one of the most effective techniques that I think I had was, if, you know, I was bringing my Jag in on a regular basis and giving uh, him an opportunity to kind of talk with me about the things that he was seeing out there, and then for me to kind of come back out. So there's got to be there's got to be communication and dialogue back and forth uh, with that, and uh, and to me those are important, most important things. So you'll know, get integrated in the organization, be seen as value added, and, and then you know build this credible communication link to your commander. Another thing you mentioned during your mm-hmm. remarks, um, if I would paraphrase, it's it's not just what we do, it's how we do it. You mentioned that as the big takeaway, if the, the audience wants to take away something from what you were you were presenting. Where does where did that fit in in your leadership philosophy? And then how did that uh, fit in with your uh, interactions with the JAG officer? Well, I think we always have to recognize that, uh, you know, um, a, a failure in standards, a failure in values wouldn't just hurt us individually or hurt the organization. It could hurt the nation. And, I, you know, that's kind of how you have to, I think, think about this, um, that, uh, you know, that the, the ramifications of bad, you know, poor judgment, bad decisions, um, you know, uh, can have very far reaching effects. And so you have to you have to think through that, um, you know, there what really provides us our our I think our our you know, as, as Americans, uh, our, our ability to, you know, to be influential and be the leader, I think has always been our adherence to values and to, uh, you know, upholding a moral code here that, you know, there, there are some things we don't do. We just don't do as America. That's not the way we are. That's not the type of people we are. And that, that is, I think, incredibly valuable to us. We have to, we have to recognize that. And that's why I say it's, you know, how we do things is as important and perhaps more important than things we actually do. You know, the JAG officer, you know, uh, helps, particularly in in, uh, in lower-level organizations, helps with, um, you know, kind of the ethical thinking of the organization. You know, it starts with simple things like making sure that people understand the rules of engagement and why we have the certain rules in place. And, and it helps with promoting, you know, it helps by promoting discussions of the law of armed conflict and things we're doing. Again, you know, the most successful uh, judge advocate uh, general officers I've seen have been ones that are unafraid of jumping into those things and and doing it in a manner that is perceived as being helpful and helping people understand we're trying to make you be better. We're trying to make the mission better uh, with this. We're not trying to prevent you from doing things. We're trying to enable you to do things. And uh, I think when you take that attitude that 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 I think is very, very helpful to organizations and helps helps overcome some of these challenges that we are dealing with out there. I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about just professional development of officers in general. In General McChrystal's book, he mentions that uh, the way he would personally conduct professional development was he would put audio books on while he was running. It's very clear that uh, General mm-hmm. announced former Secretary Mattis um, was also well-read. One of the common refrains out there with officers, I think, is where do I find the time to to read and professionally develop? And I'm just wondering if you could offer some advice. Well, I, I've, I've, I've followed kind of the McChrystal approach there. And I did audio books as I, I worked out in the morning and did my PT. And, and that was a that was a way of, of doing it. I think one of the things that uh, you have to do is you have to make sure you build into your schedule times times to think and reflect. And sometimes that's just uh, 
just doing it by yourself, oftentimes it's uh, it's it's bringing some of the others in around you to kind of help you do that. One of the things that that I tried to do, particularly when I was at CENTCOM, was on a regular basis with kind of the the J5 uh, folks there was come in and, and just provide some time, usually an hour, sometimes 90 minutes, where you just, uh, you know, there was a series of topics you wanted to talk through and uh, you did it without the burden of having to make a decision about something. You just talked through the to different topics, and it was an opportunity to exchange and develop yourself and for people to hear you and for you to hear others. I did the same thing on the intelligence side uh, with our with our J2 director, and I found it incredibly, incredibly helpful. So, you know, the opportunity to have a, to have a deep discussion, uh, to think through something without the immediate burden of having to make a decision, I think uh, is a very good way of uh, of, uh, of kind of developing yourself, and then you shouldn't just you shouldn't miss simple opportunities of that. One of the tools that I carried around as a battalion commander in my back of my Humvee was a was a whiteboard. So when you went out with when you're out with platoons and you're out with a platoon leader or a company commander, just taking out a whiteboard and kind of having just having a little discussion on that about the things they were doing or how they approached them, I think is a way you get people thinking about simple ways to. To, to think about the profession and, you know, get get better about it. You know, I think sometimes we try to make it too formal, uh, you know, too onerous, and then that kind of turns people off from it. Simple works in terms of this, and that's why, you know, listening to books, um, you know, having just a session where you talk to people, you know, using a whiteboard, to, you know, to have a have a discussion about a particular topic. I think they're very simple ways that can be replicated easily, and they make a lot of money with uh, with the people. Currently at the uh, the Judge Advocate General's Legal Center in school, we're about a month into the what we call the graduate course, which which is where our, our fresh majors come in and they get a, a year-long LLM in military law. Once those majors graduate, they're gonna go out and a lot of them for the first time will be will have will have subordinates that they'll have to rate. Could you just talk a little bit about maybe some of your personal practices when it came to uh, counseling those that you, you rated? Well, I think uh, you know you got to be you got to be talking to people all the time, and uh, and I think it's important as you step into a new position. Uh, I mean, I think I got into practice of this because I saw others do it. Was to try to make sure people understood how you operated, how you approached your profession, how you kind of approach life. They kind of understood your operating methodology. I think that's important to talk to people about that. It's also important to talk to them about uh, about your expectations. About what you what what you expect of people, what how you how you see their role in the organization, and how you see your role in the organization, these are I think are really important steps to take up front. They kind of begin to uh, create an environment where there can be discussion back and forth, and then you've got to you've got to have a way of continuing to talk to people through counsel through formal counseling sessions or informal counseling sessions, going and doing PT with somebody again, keeping it simple works. What, what, you know, sometimes we try to make it too onerous, too formalized, then it becomes too difficult to manage. Uh, but, you know, go do PT with somebody and it gives you a chance to, you know, talk on while you're warming up or while you're cooling down or maybe while you're going for a run or doing something, there's an opportunity to talk there and you can begin to, you know, talk about what's on their mind and what's on yours. So, you know, I think trying to keep it simple, but trying to keep a level of continuity of communication, I think is really important. The other group of uh, of individuals that's currently at the, uh, the the legal center in school 
is a, a brand new crop of uh, officer base, of course, uh, judge advocates. A majority of those individuals are direct commissionees, which means that about a month and a half ago, they were uh, law students who passed the bar, and now suddenly they're wearing first lieutenant rank and will shortly be wearing captain's rank. You already talked a little bit about what makes an effective judge advocate, but what advice would you have for individuals in that position who are new at the you know, company grade level and, and will be learning the, the Army language as well? I think, uh, you know, I think it's the same challenge that uh, new lieutenants have when they go out and take over their platoons. Um, you have to listen. You have to listen to uh, your your leaders out there, whether they're squad leaders or platoon sergeant, people that know your company commander. Listen, understand what they're telling you. And then, you know, before you start responding and and uh, and, and trying to be a leader yourself, you know, General McChrystal, I think, in his book talked about this, about listen, understand. Uh, and then you can begin to lead people uh, as you as you move forward. And I think that's a really important important point. You know, uh, when uh, when a new officer shows up in an organization, whether they're a JAG or a lieutenant or a platoon leader or something like that, the unit wants them to be successful. They're not trying to prevent you from being so. They want you to be successful. You represent their organization. You're going to be their leader, so they want to help you. And so you got to you have to look at it in that way. And and uh, don't don't hesitate to seek the input of your subordinates. If you don't understand something, ask. Try to clarify it in your own mind. Don't let something don't let something go without trying to understand it. But it it really is about listening, understanding, and then moving out and becoming a leader. Sir, I want to be respectful of your time, and I have one one final question. What is the the one book that you've gifted the most, or um, the one or two books that have had the the biggest professional impact on you personally? Well, I think uh, I think you know certainly I think a, a book that was gifted to me, and one that I talk about a lot is Once an Eagle, uh, and it talks about the, it talks about the ethics of our profession, and it talks about uh, the approaches that people take to being good army officers, good military officers, and um, you know, and you can be a leader that uh, that looks down into the organization. You can be a leader that looks up and looks for your own well-being in this. And uh, you know, I think that that book, I think, very very clearly articulates the um, sub, what the options are that might be available to people out there. And I think what we want. We want we want to develop Sam Damons. We don't want to develop Courtney Massengales um, in 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 the, in the in the army or in the military. And so I think that's a that's a uh, that's a really that's a really really good book. Sir, thank you very much uh, for your thank time. You. Um, on behalf of the Judge Advocate General's Eagle Center and School, we really appreciate it. Thank Great, you. Thanks very much. Great to be with you. That's it for episode one. For more information related to FCD, you can follow us on Twitter at JAGFCD or by visiting our webpage. Finally, if you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes. While this is a podcast created by U.S. Army Judge Advocates from the Future Concepts Directorate, our goal is to reach other judge advocates and lawyers across the DOD, law students, and members of academia. Your reviews help make this possible. Thanks again, and we hope you'll join us again next time.